accomplish. How to forever defeat the invisible forces that keep attacking people. How to forever defeat them. That's what we're learning this morning, and that's what we're putting into practice this morning. We need to know that there is a seen ram and there is an unseen ram. There's a visible ram and there is an invisible ram. Okay? And in the unseen ram, there are spirits. There are spiritual forces, movements, plans, agendas, schemes that affect influence, move, and even drive people. The Bible calls them doctrines of devils, traditions of men. Devils move by giving people negative, suggestive thoughts, provocative ideas, pornographic images, hurtful flashbacks of the past. A sense of failure with shame and guilt and gloom and doom. A compulsive, obsessive lust. A pushy drive. A kind of self-victimized, self-pity thoughts, reasonings and feelings. The teachings of the world, the trends of the society, the political theories that are popular. In Ephesians chapter 4, verse 8, if you look at the world around you, you look at the people and the community that we're living in, it's very bad. We're living in a very bad state, and there are reasons for that. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 8, wherefore he saith, when he ascended up on high, he led captivity captive and gave gifts unto men. This is referring to Jesus. So Jesus had done it for the captives. He had already set the captives free. And gifts had been given. The gifts of the Holy Spirit, the gift of salvation, the gift of Pentecost had been given to us. And this is what Jesus had already accomplished in his earthly mission. Jesus did not come to the earth to do nothing. If you want to find a purposeful being, Jesus is the most purposeful being you can ever find. God is very, very purposeful. It's the church that just hang around, idling, doing nothing. God wants our lives to be purposeful and meaningful and powerful. Jesus had already finished his work of incarnation. Crucifixion, death, resurrection, ascension, and the Pentecost. The coming of the Holy Spirit had been given. The Holy Spirit is already on the earth and also living in every believer. There is now nothing done, nothing to be done that God had not done. That's why Jesus, he said, it is finished. There is nothing undone anymore. There is nothing left undone. God is not against you. Jesus had come. And God is not against you. He still believes in you even when you are in your worst. Salvation is by choice. 
It's not by luck. It's not by God's sovereign calling. Salvation is by choice. Deliverance is by choice. Living a good and successful Christian life is by choice. If God is no longer against you, and he had put the devils under your feet, let me ask you a question. Who can be against you? Yourself. You've got it right. Yourself. So it's important for us to understand that we don't get in the ways of God. It's important for us to start blessing ourselves by choosing what is right. Choose to think what is right. Choose to feel what is good. Choose to see what is bright. Can we say amen? Look at Matthew chapter 11 verse 12. I'm very happy because God had put the answer in my hand. If God had not put the answer in your hand, you can't do anything about it. The Chinese believes in fate. What is fate? That means you're fated. There's nothing you can do about it. If you're fated poor, then you'll be poor the rest of your life. If you're fated to live a, a very bad life, that's your fate. I'm sorry. But Christianity is not fate. Christianity is salvation. Salvation by grace. Salvation by choice. Can we say amen? Glory be to God. Matthew chapter 11 verse 12. God has returned back to you the power to choose. You are no longer a captive, okay? He has set the captives free. You are no longer powerless. You are no longer powerless. Come on, say to yourself, I am no longer powerless. Amen. Amen. From the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of heaven suffers violence. Well, the devil is always trying to hurt the kingdom. The devil is very violent, but the thing is that you can turn it around, this is a pun, and the violent, those that are aggressive, those that are serious with God, take the kingdom by force. You have to be assertive when it comes to laying hold of the kingdom of Jesus Christ. You have to be aggressive. You have to be assertive. Jesus said, you have not because I don't want to give it to you. You have not because you ask not. So it's not up to him. He has already laid all the principles in place. The mechanism is there. But you have to activate it. Can we say amen? Our walk in the spirit must be proactive and not lukewarm. Jesus said, because you're lukewarm, I'll spit you out of my mouth. Why? So that you can begin again. Because a lukewarm Christian can do nothing and get nothing from God. So we cannot be lukewarm and we shouldn't choose to be religious, nor should we be casual when it comes to knowing God, nor should we be carnal. I'm very blessed because the moment I got saved, I became very proactive when it comes to knowing God. When you get born again, look at Acts chapter 3 verse 19. Acts chapter 3 verse 19. Acts 3 19. Now the devil wants to paralyze your willpower. The devil wants to paralyze your mind so that you become a zombie. 
But God wants you to be active. God wants you to be sharp, to be alert, to be eloquent, to be powerful, to make powerful decisions, meaningful decisions. God wants you to be a prophet to your own future. God wants you to use your tongue for good and not for evil, to use your mind for good. He does not want you to magnify the devil. He does not want you to always talk about the devil, how big he is, talking about the devil, how he attacks you, magnify the devil. No, we don't magnify the devil. We magnify God. And the devil is under our feet. Come on. Amen. Hallelujah. Can you feel where your feet are? Amen. He's under. He's under, not above you. He's under you and not above you. Amen. If you look at Acts chapter 3, verse 19, repent. Repent is a very powerful word. Repent. The spirit of repentance is from the Holy Ghost. To repent means to turn around. We were heading for death, heading for hell, heading for evil. But praise the Lord, now we have the power to turn around. Amen. Come on, lift up your hands with me and say, I have the power to repent. To turn around. The devil can't push me anymore. Glory be to God. Amen. We are not deteriorating. We are not deteriorating. Amen. We're going to heaven. We're going to heaven. We are not being decomposed. We are being made whole. Amen. Spirit, soul, and body. God is giving you a new body. Amen. He wants you to have a good life. He wants you to have a good future. He wants you to be good. He wants you to have good. He wants you to have a good future. So much so that he has heaven prepared for you. Amen. You have to be convinced of the goodness of the Lord. Amen. Say with me, put your hand on your heart and say, I'm convinced of the goodness of the Lord to me. Come on, say to yourself, God loves me. One more time, God loves me. Even when I'm at my worst, God still loves me. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Repent you, therefore. And then what will happen? You will be converted. That means you'll be changed from evil to good, from death to eternal life. And your sins may be blotted out. I mean, how good is that to have your sins blotted out? Amen. Don't keep a track record of your sin because it had been blotted out the minute you repent. Amen. Hallelujah. God does not remember them anymore. Neither should you. And neither should you bring up to anyone. Amen. You shouldn't bring up your list of sin to anybody else. Amen. And not to yourself neither. And then what will happen? The times of refreshing. Amen. The times of refreshing. How many of you would love to have a shower after you've worked the whole day? Every one of us, we want to be refreshed. The Holy Spirit is the one who refreshes you. When you're mentally tired, emotionally drained, come to the Holy Ghost. He will refresh you. Amen. Religion tries to tell everybody that God is hard. He is harsh. It's difficult to please him. When you trust in God, your life would be terrible. That's a lie. It's nothing further from the truth. 
God is so good. The minute I got saved, my life turned around and my life became better and better and better. Even now, my life is still getting better and better and better and the best is still to come. Can we say amen? Come on, lift up your hands with me and say, my life is getting better and better. One more time. My life is getting better and better. And the best is still to come. Amen. Hallelujah. Why? Because there will be a change in your spirit. Your spirit will no longer be dead to God. Your spirit will no longer be active towards the devil. That's why people are hearing devils all the time, seeing demons every time, seeing people following them because devils are active. But when you get born again, when you're truly repentant and turn around, you get a new spirit, a new heart. Your soul gets transformed. Every child of God, please listen to me. Your soul needs to be transformed every day. I'm talking about our will, our mind, and our emotions. Your emotions are no longer ugly. You're no longer easily offended. You're no longer vulnerable. You're no longer chucking your tantrum easily. Why? Because your soul is being transformed. You're no longer feeling inferior. You're no longer ashamed of yourself. Why? Because your soul is being transformed. Your will gets stronger and stronger in the will of the Father. Your thoughts become more and more the thoughts of Jesus. And your emotions become the feelings, the holy emotions of the precious Holy Spirit. That's how we go to heaven. Change, change, change all the time. Amen. Amen. How do I get into the presence and the rest of the Lord? How do I get into his presence? Understand that the Holy Spirit is not a spirit of feelings. A lot of Christians get it wrong and think that God is all about emotions. No. If you break the word emotions, emotions is made up of two words. One is ye and one is motion. Isn't that right? So it means easily moved. God is not easily moved. He is strong. He is strong. His feelings do not change according to how people treat him. That's why he loves sinners. His directions do not change according to what the world is like. So the Holy Spirit is not in human emotions. If I'm looking for the Holy Spirit, where can I find him? The Holy Spirit is the spirit of truth. 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 He is the truth, the life, and the way. If you want to see the Holy Spirit, listen to the Holy Spirit, you can always find him in the truth. If you would commit yourself not to live by hypocrisy, commit yourself to being authentic, we don't need to impress God because God knows us better than we do ourselves. We don't need to impress anybody. You don't need to impress anybody. It's better to be authentic. It's better to be real. 
so that God can change you. It's better to tell God your weaknesses so that he can change you, strengthen you, and empower you. Can we say amen? Apply the truth. That's how you allow the Holy Spirit to move in your life. Every time when you put the truth into action, that's how the Holy Spirit comes. When I believe Him for healing, I'm moving in healing. I'm no longer lying in bed. That's how the Holy Spirit comes. When I tell him that I don't compromise, yes, I might have made a mistake because I wanted to make it easy for people, but then I realized it was a mistake. I'm happy to say sorry and correct it. Amen. The Holy Spirit is the spirit of truth. Amen. Now go to 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 31. 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 31. But covered earnestly the best gifts. Covered is a very strong word. Covered means I want it, I want it, I want it, and I won't stop until I've got it. That's what we need to be like with God. Covered earnestly the best gifts. The church usually says, it's okay, if you don't give it to me, that's fine. No, when it comes to the gifts of the Spirit, when it comes to God's way of doing things, I want them, I want them, I want them, and I don't stop until I've got them. When it comes to speaking in tongues, I won't let others discourage me. They might have treated me the wrong way. They might have told me the wrong thing. But I don't give up. I don't give up. I don't give up until I receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And by the way, when it comes to speaking in tongues, it's not the Holy Ghost speaking in tongues. It's you speaking in tongues. So if you just stay there and just go like this, you won't speak in tongues. You have to be actively speaking in tongues. He gives you the utterance, but you speak it out. How many of us know that we speak out our thoughts? How many of you have been moved by emotions or, you know, you're not happy and then you cry? Where do the cries come from? Yourself. Moved and you cry, right? Crying is a vocal thing. It's a vocal action. Crying, sobbing, you make a sound. You're moved and you make a sound. That's praying in tongues. Move by the Holy Spirit and you pray in tongues. And you speak utterances. Amen. Hallelujah. You allow the Holy Spirit to lay hold of your spirit and you start to speak. Amen. Look at 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 31. But covered earnestly the best gifts. And that what is the way, I show you a more excellent way. Now understand that the word of God says, God says that my ways are not your ways, neither are my thoughts your thoughts. So we always have to come to an exchange. My thoughts for God's thoughts. I don't want my thoughts, I want God's thoughts. I don't want my images, I want God's images. All right? So he's saying, I'm showing you a more excellent way, the highway of love, the highway of the love of God, God's love for you, God's way for God's love for people. The highway of love. Okay? Now if you go with me to Psalm 17 verse 4, Psalm 17 verse 4, we are talking about how to forever cancel 
the curses of darkness, how to forever defeat the attacks of the devil. Now understand that if you read Deuteronomy chapter 18, there is a list of curses and a list of blessings. So are you telling me that God curses? Yes, I'm telling you God curses. He has to curse them because whatever is bad needs to be cursed so that they cannot recycle, cannot continue. Cursing the evil is part of judgment so that the world continues to become livable. Don't get into the wrong thinking that God is like Santa Claus, you know, for him everything is good, goody, 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 goody. No, you've got it wrong. He's very wise. He's the God of principles. And he knows how to live successfully. And he knows how to keep his people successfully. So we need to get into his way of thinking. We get to know him so that we can cooperate with him. Amen. How many of you remember the scripture that he that walks with the wise will be wise? Amen. If you look at Psalm 17 verse 4 to 5, this is from David, from King David. Concerning the works of men, by the word of your lips, that's Rhema, I have kept me from the paths of the destroyer. Now David is so powerful, even though he lived in the Old Testament, he is so, so powerful, he had so much insight into the Word of God, so much revelation of the Word of God, that he crossed the timeline from the Old Testament to the New Testament. He became not only the king of Israel, he became the prophet of God, he became the teacher of God's church. We're talking a man, we're talking about a man who earnestly, seriously wants to know God and follow God and implement God's way of living. He said, how do I protect myself? He said, how do I protect myself? I protect myself with the word of God from the paths of the destroyer. Understand that the devil cannot just quickly come to you. There is a path. The devil will go down a way and take you with him. It's called a path of destruction and then hurt you. The Bible differentiates the difference between the path of righteousness and the path of destruction. The path of life and the path of death. And I want to hike like this. He did not say, God, you keep me from the paths of the destroyer. He said, I have kept me. I want you to understand that God has given you a free will for you to live out your life. The law of sowing and reaping is always at work. The law of choices is always at work. You reap what you sow. You harvest what you choose. Sovereignty, the sovereignty of God had been used too often by the devil to destroy Christians. Every Christian is thinking it's up to God, up to God, up to God. No, it's not up to God. It's up to you. Whether your marriage is going to go well or be destroyed is not up to God. It's up to you. Whether your health is good or not, it's not up to God. It's up to you. Whether your business is going to be pleasing to God and reap eternal harvest 
and receive divine prosperity, it's not up to God, it's up to you. We have been given this life to be stewards, 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 stewards. Say to the person next to you, stewardship. Stewardship. Amen. And then in Psalm 17 verse 5, hold up the goings in my paths that my footsteps slip not. Hold up. Don't let me stay in this earthly realm. Don't let me slip down the demonic realm. Hold me up. Hold me up in your spiritual realm. Hold me up in your realm of holiness, righteousness, the realm of truth. Amen. Hallelujah. David saw himself chosen, called, loved, and protected. David did not begin great. He began as a shepherd. In fact, his father looked down on him. His father didn't call him, remember, when Samuel came to anoint the future king. But the thing is, the key is that we must not live dependent on how people treat us. We must not live dependent on how people treat us. It doesn't matter how people treat you. You need to treat yourself well. If you're always looking for others to affirm you, to make you feel good about yourself, you are into trouble. You are in charge of how you treat yourself. Can we say amen? Amen. Say to yourself, I love myself as God loves me. Amen. That's how David lived. He saw himself chosen, called, loved, and protected. No matter what's going on around him, even when his father didn't like him, even when King Saul didn't like him, he still had the favor of God. The favor of God was upon him. Amen. Hallelujah. He's ahead. He's ahead of his own generation. He's ahead of his own generation. He's a prophet. Amen. How do I bless myself? Can I bless myself? Yes or no? Can you bless yourself? Yes. Don't always depend on others to bless you. You can bless yourself. How do I bless myself? Read Matthew chapter 5, verse 2 to 10, and be that kind of people. Blessed be, blessed be, blessed be, blessed be. So Jesus is saying, if you be like this, you're receiving all the blessings. Blessed be, blessed be, blessed be. So I pray them out. I pray them out. This is how I pray. I think, I, I say, yes, thank you, Lord, that I'm poor in spirit. I want you. I want you to make me rich. I'm poor in spirit. I want you to make my spirit rich. Glory be to God. I mourn. I don't rejoice in others' failures. I mourn for their mistakes. I don't criticize and judge them. I mourn for their mistakes. I intercede. I'm meek. I'm not prideful. So be, be, be what Jesus said in Matthew chapter 5, verse 2 to 10. Do that yourself. And then Galatians chapter, Galatians chapter 5, verse 22 to 23. The fruit of the Spirit. How many of you know that you need to grow a tree before you can grow the fruits? Amen. Amen. Fruits have to be grown. 
Christians, we need to be growing this kind of fruit all the time. All the time. Growing, growing, purposefully grow in love. Purposefully grow in joy. When I wake up at the wrong side of the bed, <laughs> rebuke it. <laughs> I'm growing in joy. I'm growing in joy. I'm growing in joy. I'm growing in peace. I'm growing in long suffering, which is patience. I'm growing in patience and long suffering. I'm growing in gentleness. I'm growing in goodness. I'm growing in faith. I'm growing in meekness. I'm growing in self control. Growing. Don't put yourself down, but just keep growing. Say to the person next to you, don't put yourself down, just keep growing. Amen. And don't put somebody's down. Don't put somebody's down. You know, when you see somebody is not doing right, don't say, you jerk. No. <laughs> when you see somebody not doing the right thing, don't shout, don't scream, but be encouraging. And don't open the book and say, well, you've, you've failed that how many times now? 20 times. No, don't do that. Can we say amen? Amen. Go with me to 1 Peter chapter 3, verse 13. This is very powerful. 1 Peter 3, 13. Can I ask you to put your hand on your forehead? Say with me, my thoughts are good. I have healthy thoughts. Good thoughts. I love myself like Jesus who loves me. Amen. Amen. So if you look at 1 Peter chapter 3, verse 13, this is very powerful. Who is he that will harm you if you be followers of that which is good? No one can harm you. Amen. I'm following. I mean, I'm not perfect yet, but I'm following. I'm following that which is good. I'm following the Holy Ghost. I'm following the Word of God. And God says, I'm keeping you. I'm protecting you. No one can harm you. Isn't that good? Isn't that good? Praise the Lord. Amen. Well, what about the woman that was caught in adultery? That was pretty bad, eh? Caught in adultery. They couldn't stone her. They couldn't stone her. Why? Because Jesus was there. So don't you stone yourself. Don't you allow the devil to stone you. Can we say Amen. What did Jesus say to her? He said in John 8 verse 11, he, Jesus said, Neither do I condemn you. Neither do I condemn you. Go and sin no more. With that go and sin no more, that woman received the power of freedom from sin. I fully believe that. It's not Jesus saying, okay, I'll let you go this time, but if you go and sin again, I'll catch you the second time, you know. <laughs> he said, go and sin no more. This the power. Where's the power? It's from the word of God. Every word of God is power. Not even one word that is without power. The word of God will have the power to let you do what the word says for you to do. So when the word of God says sin no more, she will sin no more. When Jesus said to Peter, come, what happened? He was able to step out of the boat and walked on water. 
Amen. So when you open your Bible, don't see the Bible as a, a book of condemnation. The Bible is a book of empowerment. Can we say amen? Empowerment. That's how you read the Word of God. Be empowered. You have a common enemy. Your enemy and God's enemy are the same. Who is he? The devil and his team of demons. All right? So look at John chapter 5, verse 14. John 5, 14. Well, what happened to the man? You know, 38 years of sickness healed. Jesus looked for him in the temple. Jesus deliberately looked for him. You know, he was the lame man at the temple gate, right? Jesus healed him, and he was jumping and leaping and praising God. And then Jesus left, but then Jesus looked for him. Looked for him. Why? To deliver this message. What did Jesus say? He said unto him, Behold, you are made whole. Not only healed, but also whole in your spirit. Sin no more, lest a worse thing come unto you. I want you to know that there are devils that are always waiting to jump on people. But he can't jump on you until you maliciously sin. Until you choose to sin. Until you choose to stay sinning. So sin is a serious thing. It's not a lifestyle. It's not a habit. Sin is very serious. Why? Because it opens the door for demons to attack you. But you can shut it. Say with me, shut it. Amen. Now go to John chapter 8 verse 34. Now I want you to know that this church, we preach against sin. All right? I won't tell you that everything is going to be airy-fairy. No. We need to know the reality of sin, the consequences of sin, and don't go there. Okay? We're not talking about condemnation. We are not talking about guilt and shame. We're talking about being made whole in Christ Jesus. God knows your mistakes. Mistakes are mistakes. Sins are sins. All right? We need to understand that. So if you look at John chapter 8 verse 34. Jesus answered them, verily, verily, I say unto you. That means pay attention. I'm just giving you an example, something very simple. I mean, I don't want to go, you know, increase my circumference. <laughs> so before I eat, I think. Before I eat, I make the decision. <laughs> if I eat this, I'm going to put on how much weight. It's very important. Because some people just sin without thinking. You are a prophet for your life. Before you sin, think. We will sin a lot less if we pause and think and choose. This is wisdom, okay? Don't plunge. Don't be driven. Don't rush. Don't go by your feelings. Your feeling will tell you to eat tons of chocolate, tons of ice cream. <laughs> but your mind, praise the Lord, will tell you no, okay? 
So Jesus said in John chapter 8, verse 34, he said, Verily, verily, I say unto you, whosoever commits sin, it's the servant. The word servant is the word doulos, which means a slave. Whosoever commits sin is a servant, the servant of sin. Now, a lot of times we have symptoms. We see symptoms, right? If you go to the doctor, the doctor will ask you, what are your symptoms? Why? So that they can come up with a correct diagnosis and find out the root of those symptoms. So in our lives, we need to understand that when we keep doing something wrong, what's the root of that? What's the root of that sin? Okay? I'm telling you now, the root of all sin... Are you ready for this? The root of all sin is unbelief. Unbelief. Not believing in God's word. Because you don't believe in God's word, you have to find ways to satisfy yourself. You don't believe in God's way, you have to find ways to make yourself feel good. When Jesus had already made you feel good about yourself. Amen. So that's why I'm telling you, you need to love yourself. You need to feel good about yourself. You can't depend on others to make you feel good about yourself. It is your responsibility to feel good about yourself because Jesus has made you good. Can we say amen? amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. If you look at John chapter 16, amen. What's the sin? Look at John chapter 16, verse 9. Of sin because they do not believe on me. The root of all sin is not believing in Jesus. It's unbelief. All right? So once you recognize that, you get rid of that, the devil has no foothold in your life. When Jesus came to earth, he showed us what a man without sin called and anointed of God could do. Now, if you could think of all the good that you can do, you won't be busy doing what's bad. Isn't that right? So occupy your mind with good. Occupy your mind with good. I want you to look at the possibilities, right? The Word of God says that I can do all things. I can do all things through Christ which strengthens me. We need to be imaginative. We need to be creative. Think about the things that you can do. Amen. Don't retire early. You're only 60, 50, 40 70, 80. No, you can still be very active. And the very important thing that you need to be active in is your mind. Don't allow your mind to be idle. Keep your mind active, thinking good, dreaming good, speaking good, seeing good, doing good. Amen. Then you won't have dementia. When you pray, when you pray, your mind is active. When you pray, your memory is active. Glory be to God. Pray in tongues. Pray in tongues. I've heard people that pray excellent, beautiful prayers, which I know that are from the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost wants to pray through you. Give him a chance. Can we say amen? Amen. When there are prayer meetings, join, jump in. 
You want to catch the spirit of prayer? Jump in. Join the prayer group and start praying. How do I learn to pray? I learn to pray by praying. I learn to pray by praying. I learn to pray by listening to others' prayers. When they pray, I catch it. When she prays, I catch it. When they pray, I catch it. The Holy Spirit is the spirit of prayers and supplications. Amen. Glory be to God. Amen. The power not to sin has been given to every child of God. You don't have to sin. Rebuke it. You don't have to sin. It's not an addiction. You don't have to be hooked. You can cut it off. Amen. It's up to you. You have a free will. Use it for God against the devil. Here's the key. How many of you, if you ask the pianist, ask Dr. Daphne, ask those who play the piano, what do they have to do? Practice. What do they have to do? Practice. Ask the guitarist, what do they have to do? Practice. And if we have to practice in earthly things, how much more in heavenly things? And you fail once and you said, oh, that's it. God doesn't want me to improve. No. No. What is it written? Though I fall, I shall arise. Rejoice not over me, my enemy. Though I fall, I shall arise. Whose decision is that? My decision. Your will is very, very important when it comes to following God and defeating the devil. You need to protect it. Amen? Put your hand on your head and say, Lord, protect my will in Christ Jesus. Amen. If you go to the mental hospitals, you can see, or mental asylums, you can see a lot of people that have lost their will. Completely gone crazy. Devils have taken over. It's very important for us to protect our will in the will of the Father. Can we say amen? Hallelujah. Amen. The Holy Spirit is called your helper. He will help you. Amen. Glory be to God. You must not allow yourself to be weak in your will. You must not allow yourself to be strong in your self-will, but weak in God's will. And can I talk to the wives for a minute? Usually women are very strong. I mean, in this church, we have strong women. Please don't boss your husbands. <laughs> don't boss your husbands and don't do everything for them. They need to do their own stuff. Don't run your husband's life. That's what the Lord told me. Don't run your husband's life and don't carry him on your back. Because you're killing him. Do you get this? This is from God. Every person must rise up and live his or her own life. We can't save anyone. We can intercede. How many of you know that strong mothers can give birth to very weak children? Because you're doing everything for him. Everything for her. They don't know how to make decisions. They are used to being weak. Used to being dependent. 
You don't even know how to pack their suitcase because you've packed them for him or for her all these years. Can we say amen? amen? Come on, put your hand on your heart and say, rise up. Take care of yourself. Amen. Amen. I'm serious. I mean it. Okay? This is the way that we should live, and it will be very good for us and for our family. Amen. Amen. The death of Jesus, if you look at Jesus, the death of Jesus when he was crucified on the cross, it was not a magic wand. Jesus was very, very strong. He was so strong, he was so determined to save us from sin, to save us from evil, to save us from hell, and he went all the way. Amen. He went all the way, all the way from the trial to the cross to hell itself for us. Our God, Jesus, he's very strong. Strong in the will of his Father. He said, not my will, but your will be done. Not my way, but your way. And that's why he became glorified. Amen. Every time when we find it hard to obey, you are in for a promotion. Every time when you're hard, when you find it difficult to obey God, you are in for a promotion. He will not call you to do something that you cannot do. And he has his rewards waiting for you. And that's how you will be promoted, 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 promoted. Amen. I remember when I got born again, I was like fanatically, dramatically born again. And of course, I upset a lot of people. I upset and offended a lot of people. And I remember uh, in those days when uh, we were in Bangkok, Thailand, when I got born again, you know, Sunday is the day for family gathering. And sunny, uh, Sunday is the day that we have yum cha. But as soon as I got born again, no more yum cha, I'm going to church, you know. <laughs> and I couldn't care less. I mean, I, I, it didn't bother me whether you didn't like me, you know, whether I upset you. I was like fanatically born again, and God was my first. God was my first. I didn't care whether I upset people or not. And that's why I upset a lot of people. <laughs> but, but, but I was yeah, new in the faith. And I did not regret that. And I became just full on for God. I did not compromise. I didn't compromise. I didn't compromise. And that's how God had, you know, nurtured me and raised me up all the way, all the way, all the way. When you commit to God, when you commit to him, I tell you, he will protect you. He will reward you. Don't worry about it. Okay? Because why? He cannot find a lot of people that will commit to him. There are many wishy-washy Christians, many wacky Christians, but not many that will commit themselves to God. So lift up your hands if you say, yes, I want to commit myself to you. Yes, Lord, I want to commit myself to you. Amen. Hallelujah. Don't leave a church because somebody has upset you. Probably it's the devil wanting you to leave the church. That's why he'd use somebody to upset you. 
Is there a perfect church? I haven't found one yet because I'm in it. Okay. We will be tested, tempted, and trialed. And we have only one enemy, and his name is Satan. Amen. Hallelujah. And God wants your marriage to be so sweet, to be so good, to be so powerful, to be such a testimony. That's why you're finding it hard in your marriage. But as soon as you overcome again and again and again and again, your marriage becomes glorious. I've had the Lord say to me very almost audibly, he said to me, Dora, if you would just love and honor your husband and do well with him, there is nothing that I won't give you. And I said, okay. I said, okay. I'll do it. Amen. So it's very important. Now, don't do it because I say it. You have to follow the Holy Ghost. Maybe he's the one saying to you, you need to take care of yourself and stop carrying your husband. You know, there is a rhema word for different times and for different people and in different situations. It's not one formula that works for everyone. Can we say amen? I'm not where you are and you are not where I am. So it's important for you personally to, to follow the Holy Ghost. Listen to last Sunday's sermon. Amen. Maybe, you know, you have been stumbled by your spouse again and again and again. Maybe you've been stressed by your spouse again and again and again. Maybe, you know, the Lord is saying, I want you to just focus on yourself and me. You understand what I'm saying? Amen. It's not a law for everyone. You need to listen to the Holy Ghost. Amen. So if you look at Luke chapter 4, verse 19, Luke chapter 4, 19, Jesus said to preach what year? The acceptable year of the Lord. So God has accepted us. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Accepted. You are not rejected. No more rejection. Amen. And you know what's the worst thing? The worst thing is self-rejection when you reject yourself. I suffered in the past from self-rejection. I did not like myself. I hated myself. I suffer from self-doubt and I suffer from self-rejection. That's the worst. That's the that's a terrible devil. Say with me, I'm accepted. One more time, I'm accepted in the beloved. Amen. And if you look at Luke chapter 4, verse 21, Jesus began to say unto them, This day is the scripture fulfilled in your years. Fulfilled, fully filled in your years. Amen. What is that? It's the separation and the acceptance. God had separated you from the world to himself. He had accepted you. He had embraced you. Can we say amen? That's why we have Isaiah chapter 54. Isaiah chapter 54. No weapon that is formed against you shall prosper. They might try, but they will not prosper. Because you see and you know yourself accepted in the beloved. And every tongue that shall rise against you in judgment, you shall condemn. This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord, and their righteousness is of me, saith the Lord. He said, I'm the one who justified, who is the one to condemn. 
He said, I've justified you because you have put your faith in me. And he said, I'm protecting you. The devil will try to attack you, but they cannot, cannot complete their assignments. And the tongue that he tries to cause you to accuse yourself in your mind, in your emotions, in your soulless realm, that tongue will not prosper. When you rise up in who you are in Christ Jesus to condemn it. I want you to see this. And can you answer me this question? Every tongue that shall rise against you in judgment, who shall condemn? Who is that? Who is that? You. Is it God? Who is that? You. So when the devil accuses you, he's called the accuser of the brethren. So when the devil accuses you, you condemn him. When the devil accuses people in your head, you condemn him. The word condemn means to sentence it to death. That's the word condemn. And if you do this, I can guarantee you, you'll have excellent mental health. Because the data in your mind will be all good. Amen. Okay, can I ask you to go to Proverbs chapter 26, verse 2. Now this is the answer. How do we forever defeat the devils that keep attacking us? How do we cancel the curses in darkness? Proverbs chapter 26, verse 2. As the bird by wandering and the swallow by flying. Read this with me. One, two, three. So the curse, causeless, shall not come. No problems can come into your life without a cause. Every problem that has come into your life has a cause attached to it. That's why the word of God says, give no foothold to the devil. Demons are always looking for platforms so they can attack you. Okay? So the minute you pluck out the cause, you cancel the curse. The minute you pluck out the curse, you, that you pluck out the cause, you abort all the attacks. Isn't that good news? There is something that you can do about your life. To make it good. There's something you can do about your life to make it good. Say to yourself, I'm not a victim. One more time, I'm not a victim. Okay, so can I quickly give you what are those things that can open a door for devils to attack you? Number one, write them down. Thoughts. Thoughts. Number one, thoughts. Thoughts can transform a person and his life, even his look. Bad thoughts, bad life. Good thoughts, good life. <laughs> Just that simple. Amen? Bad thoughts, bad life. Good thoughts, good life. Can we say amen? So think, think what is good. One more time. Think what is good. One more time. Practice thinking what is good. Good about yourself, about others, about situations, about circumstances. Amen. Because in heaven, there is nothing bad. Amen. And you can have heaven on earth. Thy kingdom come, your will be done 
on earth as it is in heaven. So one more time, think good. One more time, think good. When you come into a church, think, everybody likes me. Wow, everybody likes me. Everybody loves me. Amen. When you go to work, praise the Lord. Amen. My boss likes me. My supervisor likes me. I'm making a lot of money. Glory be to God. I have a lot of opportunities. Think good. The Bible says, as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. If you start thinking people don't like me, they don't like me. Before you know it, they really don't like you. <laughs> Why? Because you're such a negative person. In general, people like to have hope, right? Joy and peace. If you're always talking negative, ooh, I want to be happy. Whenever I'm with that person, oh, too much negativity. <laughs> Can we say amen? So good thoughts. One more time. Good thoughts. Good life. Amen. Number two, memory. Memory. Your memory is very, very important. I want you to ask yourself these questions. Are you still carrying the images or the videos of your childhood abuse, past offenses, past trauma, somebody who had wronged you or hurt you deeply? Are you still angry because your parents did not give you potty training? <laughs> Are you still upset with past humiliations and failures? Do you have a record, a rec uh, what do you call that, um, a record player or a DVD player that's still playing up here, reminding you all your painful past? Is it playing all the time in your head, your past, which is painful, terrible, abusive, full of hurts? Full of pain, full of offenses, sorrows. What I'm saying to you today is to break that record player. Break it in the name of Jesus. Amen. You know why? Because devils live in your memory. And possibly they are enjoying the music that you play in your head. Rainy days and Mondays always make me down. And he said, good, continue to go down. <laughs> break those records. Can we say amen? amen? One more time, break those records. Lay your hand on your forehead. Come on. I'm breaking those records. Breaking those records. Breaking those records. My memory is good. I use my memory for good. My memory is for good, not for evil. My memory is for good, not for evil. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Take good care of your memory. All right? Take good care of your memory. Amen. Remember Jesus in the book of Hebrews. And the sins and the iniquities will I remember no more. Cast into the sea of forgetfulness and remember them no more. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. The next one, finish with this, your tongue. Your tongue. 
Don't hang yourself with your tongue. Your tongue is a very, very powerful spiritual weapon. Very, very powerful and, spir and spiritual. How do we curse ourselves? We curse ourselves when we speak bad about ourselves. When we speak bad about others. Gossip is very bad because gossip goes down into the innermost being. Gossip hurts those that you gossip about and hurt yourself. Talking bad is not good for us because we are building our spiritual atmosphere. Amen? So stop cursing yourself with your pessimistic, victimized, gloom and doom thoughts. Expect good to come to you tomorrow. Expect good to come to you in the next few hours. Say with me, expect the good to come. If your doctor comes to you and say, oh, you may have a problem, it's okay. All the problems will be gone, praise the Lord. Now, you don't have to say that with a doctor because he'll get very angry with you. I've done that before. You know, <laughs> the doctor got so angry with me. Who do you think you are? Take your medication. <laughs> but when I've left his office, praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Jesus is my healer. Jesus is my healer. Amen. My body is the temple of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Use your tongue to bless yourself. Can we say amen? And uh, don't use your tongue to curse your children, your family members, your workmates, your church brothers and your sisters by thinking bad and talking bad about them. Now, if you have somebody who calls you to talk bad about her husband or talk bad about his wife, talk bad about their children, what I did was I'll just put it over there <laughs> and they could vent whatever they wanted and then put it back into my ears. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Let's pray together. <laughs> Amen. Because <laughs> you don't want to keep listening to what the devils do, right? You want to listen to what, good, what Jesus has done. Can we say amen? Hallelujah. Who is he that can harm you if you are a follower of that which is good? Amen. Isn't long-suffering in the Bible one of the fruit of the Spirit? Yes. You know, it could be he has harmed me or he has wronged me or she has harmed me, she has wronged me and caused me to suffer. But the Bible says to suffer long. To suffer till Jesus deliver you. Don't you try to avenge yourself. Because the vengeance is mine. I will repay, saith the Lord. Isn't that right? We get into troubles because we're adding fuel into the fire. We get into troubles because we want to avenge ourselves. We, want, we get into troubles because we want to prove that I'm more right than you are. And then we get into a debate and we get into a competition. He's the one, God is the one to say who is right, who is wrong. He's the one to reward us. Amen. And if you read Matthew chapter 5, blessed are the peacemakers. Peacemakers. I can't have peace with people when I keep thinking bad about them. Isn't that true? Your thoughts will determine your attitude. If you want to have peace, you need to start from up here. Think good. If Jesus does not condemn, if Jesus does not condemn them, who am I to condemn them? If Jesus wants to save them, who am I to condemn them? 
You reason. The Bible says, reason with me, saith the Lord. Amen? Your tongue. Your tongue. And also, your tongue needs to stick to the word of God. Oh, I don't feel, you know, my belly is doing right. And a thought comes, bowel cancer. <laughs> oh, oh, bowel cancer. Oh, oh, maybe I have bowel cancer. Rebuke it. <laughs> Rebuke it. <laughs> Amen. If Jesus could, could raise Lazarus from the dead by just Lazarus come forth, how did he do it? Speaking. Speaking. Your speaking can cause good or cause evil to come. You have the angels waiting for you and you have the devils waiting for you. Whom do you want? You call in the angels by speaking the word of God. You call in the demons by speaking your lusts and your fear. When we talk about lusts, we're not just talking about sex. Anger is a kind of lust. Anxiety is a kind of lust. Lust is like you're dying to do it. So that's why it's good to pause. 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 Reason with the Lord. And let your tongue stick to the truth. Let your tongue stick to the truth. Can we say amen? amen? Amen. Victimization is not the way to live our lives. Get rid of victimized mentality. You are not a victim. So stop thinking that people are hurting me. Everybody is harming me. I see Devils everywhere I go. I see people attacking me everywhere I go. That is the devil of self-victimization. Well, you ask me, what about in the natural? Yes, I know in the natural. Of course, there are gangsters. There are robbers. There are crazy people. They want to hurt you, of course. But by your word, you can keep them away from you. By the power of your tongue speaking God's word, they would just walk past your front yard and go somewhere else. Why? Because your words have gone forth to protect your household. Amen. Protection is real. In fact, it's more real than a text. Can we say amen? Amen. So let's focus on protection. I can believe that even when there's earthquake happening everywhere, the piece of land where my house is will not have earthquake. Why? Because the angels of God encamp around those who love God. Can you believe that? Can you believe to see the goodness of the Lord in your life? Can you believe that? Can you believe that? Come on, say it louder, stronger. Can you believe in the goodness of the Lord? Amen. That's called faith. Everybody can believe evil to happen. In fact, you know, we have the insurance policy. It's in case something bad happened. But Christians, we shouldn't be believing God and expecting the worst. Have you ever heard of this saying? Believing the best, but expecting the worst. That's a terrible way to live. Expect the good. Come on, say to the person next to you, expect the good. And you will get the good. And you will get the good. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Don't live by victimization. 
Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Glory be to God. Amen. We need to live a free life with a free spirit. I want to finish with this. We need to relax. Christians, we shouldn't be so uptight. Okay? Don't be so uptight. Don't be so edgy and sensitive, emotional, sentimental, bitter, bearing grudges, easily provoked, reacting. Can we say amen? amen. Say to the person next to you, relax. Amen. Take it easy. Yes. One more time, relax. Yes. Take it easy. Yes. Can I ask you to smile? Can I ask you to smile? <laughs> Can I ask you to smile? Can I ask you to laugh? <laughs> if you ask Dr. Liu, she will tell you that laughing is very good for you medically. <laughs> Come on, check yourself. Smile, laugh. <laughs> the Bible talks about rejoice in your salvation. Rejoice, and again I say, Rejoice. I am very, very spiritual. <laughs> if you're spiritual, you will rejoice. Can we say amen? amen? Hallelujah. Give the Lord a big hand of praise. Amen. Glory. Can I ask you to stand with me? Amen. Can I ask the music team to come?